With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We need to get and talk golf because round two is underway at the Australian Open. So those that played at the Lakes yesterday are now playing at the Australian and those that played at the Oz yesterday are playing their second round over at the Lakes. And yesterday, Larry Canning's on the line at the Oz again this morning. G'day, Larry. Yesterday, the, the bulk of the good scoring came from the Lakes and the good conditions obviously there, especially in the men's, the bulk of the good scoring. And now we've got Connor Syme, who was one of those who scored well at the Australian, making the most of the Lakes this morning. And he's got a couple of shots uh, ahead of yet to tee off Cameron Davis. Yeah, mate. Good morning. How are you, mate? It looks like it's going to, the trend's going to remain, but it's looking like the, the, I didn't think there was going to be much of a difference in early, late or late early, as we always talk about when there's cuts and, and, and it, you know, back nine, front nine, tenth tee, first tee. Um, it looks like the, the, the players that played late yesterday and early this morning are going to have the better of it because the, apparently the wind's going to get up at the Australian, well, at both courses, to about 20, uh, 25 k an hour this afternoon and uh, beginning at about one thirty. So it's, it's not looking... It's going to be tough this either. So um, yesterday afternoon wasn't quite as bad, about 12 or 14 k, but it, it kicked up really late in the afternoon. So... It was the best part of the day. The weather was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, definitely it definitely looks like late early is the way to go. And you're seeing it, as you said there, with Connor Simon already frying it through seven over at the lakes. Joachim Neiman, gee, keep an eye on this bloke. He can play his pill. Um, beautiful ground of golf yesterday afternoon in the wind in, in, at, the, at the Australian. At the lakes, he is three under through nine holes um, and a bunch of birdie holes for him to play on the front. And on the front nine's much shorter at the lakes. Um, and with a par five, so you know the the back nine is at the lakes is kind of it's 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 a bit of a toss of the coin. It can be very penal. That's where all the water is. Um, if you're playing your pill beautifully, then you know if you keep it out of the water, you can you can score. But if you don't, you're in trouble. Whereas the front nine is just pretty well straightforward. Absolutely. The Australian, um, sorry mate, you yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, and you, you were probably going there, Lucas Herbert, he's had a ripping start today. So four under for the day. He shot a 68 at the Australian yesterday. He's seven under, so he's uh, four off the pace at the moment. But through nine, so his back nine at the Lakes has been has been fantastic. I mean, there's the one blemish there on 13, but he's absolutely nailed it, and he's turned in 33. So he's got that front nine approaching him. Yeah, Adam Scott. Look at Adam Scott. I don't know where you can, where you can see it from where you are. He turned in two under and hold his second shot on the first hole, played the back nine first. So he is now four under for his round and four under for the tournament. And that's played his way back into the cut line, Matt, because even par yesterday at the Oz. And he, and he, look, I watched him play, actually, the last three or four or five holes. And 
didn't really miss a shot, but the wind was really swirly, and it just got him two or three times. He had a few bogeys coming in late, um, so he shot even par. And that was outside the cut line yesterday, but four under today at the Lakes uh, with seven holes to go on the front nine. Um, it sounds complicated, but it, it, it was, you know, if you're a non-golfer, it probably sounds very complicated, but it's not really. I mean, the, the Lakes is two, two almost different golf courses, and the Australian is the same all, all over. Just long and brutal. You know. It's 300 yards longer, the Australian, and it's a par 71. Um, par 72, 300 yards shorter is the lake. So, you know, I guess when you compare it like this, you realise the difference in all the courses, uh, in these in these two in particular. And given the rain, I think when the lakes firms up and the wind blows, it defends itself, Matt, you know, because the, the greens aren't receptive. They're undulating and the, you can tuck the pins away in little plateaus. And you can't get to them if it's firm. But if it's soft and, and, the, and there's no wind, the, the, the boys can hit it within a yard of their meterage. They know exactly how far the ball's going to go and they can just drop it in these little areas and, and it'll stop for them. So that's why the lakes is, is being churned up. Um, we won't, probably won't see it at its, at its nastiest because we finished there today. And, of course, Saturday, Sunday, it's, it's played the Australian for everyone. Okay, Cameron Smith. So he's got a, a midday local time start. So, oh, wow. and he's got yeah. a big, he's got a big job ahead of him, doesn't he, Larry? Because he, he fired a, a seventy-one job, yesterday. Yeah. So one under, a couple went into the water there. He, he's trying to get this thing back on track with the pressure that's around him, and seems to be in a better headspace after the after the Australian PGA. But he, he's going to have to use all of his golfing smarts. I mean, if we just put it straight back down to his talent, skill and business and what he does mm. with a golf club in hand, he's going to have to use all of that today to make sure that he's there on the weekend. Yeah, look, he can do it. We know how good he is. But you don't win the British Open if you can't play on a tough guy. It's St Andrews, for goodness sake. You don't, get, you don't get to do that unless you can really play. And you can play, and he can play under the most severe pressure. This is a different type of pressure. And I... And we've talked about it, Matt, about the, how, how emotionally he was after missing the cut. Playing so badly at the PGA, how he'd let Australia down. Uh, and so much more pressure. It's not, it's not for, for the want of winning the tournament. It's not for the want of the money that's involved in winning it. It's, it's all about pride and, and what, what, it means, what it means to him to come back to Australia and perform in front of his home crowd. I, I, I touched on this with, um, with someone else the other day. When he, when he went to live... Um, you know, he became the world's most popular golfer too. Sort of half, you know, half, a lot of people hate Liv and, and, and some of the players even got on his, on his back about it, the media, about going to Liv for all that money, selling himself out and all that sort of stuff. Um, but when he came back to Australia last year, when he first went to, the, when he turned up at the at Royal Queensland, we're all wondering how the fans and the public were going to treat him having gone to Liv. And it was just uh, uh, Cam Smith as normal. He was adored. Um, so Australia really do embrace him. He knows that, and he knows his responsibility now in the game. It's kind of taken over from the Adam Scott role, if you like, where it comes to Australia. He, he feels he needs to perform for Australian golf because Australian golf's given him so much. That's the pressure he's under this afternoon. It's a unique pressure for him. And the women's, Jenny Shin leads the way. So she's through nine holes, uh, a two under for the day so far. So she's got a two-shot lead at eight under over Rachel Lee, who's a great story, who fired yeah. a great round yesterday at 67. And she's got a, a half-past one start Sydney time. So there's, there's a bit, to, a lot to play out on the, in the women's side. Yeah, she, uh, Rachel Lee. Jenny Shin, very seasoned campaigner, plays on the LPGA Tour. Has won there. It was a while ago. So eight under par. She's experienced. She's playing 
the soft morning at the lakes. Um, again, put this in perspective, Rachel has to play the tough Australian in the afternoon. She's not off to 1.33, the poor kid. She must be God beside herself with nerves. Um, she's, she's, she's pretty good. So I, I was talking to, to um, Heath Canning, who's the, um, the junior development officer for um, Talent Pathway. So Talent Pathway manager for Jack Newton Junior Golf. Rachel's a part of that. Uh, and she said, he said, look, he, she, she's one of those girls that she, she's taking all the boxes. She's coming along nicely. She wants to improve. Heath has caddied for her a couple of times. And he said that they play a lot of match play, Matt. And whenever they win a match, and which is normally the case with Rachel, she goes straight to Heath and said, now, how can I improve? What, I know I won four and three, but can I win five and four, six and five? How do I get better? So she's, she's really keen to improve. Uh, and and she's, she, when she rises up, rises up a level... She's not overawed by it. This, this is this is rarefied air, though. This trying to open this is massive for us. That um, you know, I, I, one thirty-three this afternoon with the wind up. You know, good luck. She's she, she's clearly good enough player to to accomplish um, whatever she wants to. Hundred percent. Good on you, Larry. I reckon you got a really interesting day. I mean, a great weekend ahead. But today's going to be fascinating yes. the way that it plays it out. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, mate. Larry Canning joining us there. Um, very, very great with his time with our show in particular. I love, as I've said quite often, talking golf with him. But I think that's the story of the day, just how how crazy it could be in terms of those jostling for position here because everything changes. If you're at the Oz yesterday, you're at the Lakes today. And if you started yesterday on the back nine, you'll probably start on the front nine. If you started in the afternoon, you're probably starting in the morning. Everything is, is upside down and topsy-turvy. And then you've got the pressure of, say, what Cam Smith is trying to do, make the cut. Minwoo Lee's going to start at midday local time on the Australian course after a 67 yesterday. So he's five under the card. Adam Scott's making a massive move this morning. Four under for the day. He's four under for the tournament. Travis Smith is four under. Lucas Herbert, as I mentioned, four under for the day this is. Seven under for the tournament. And Connor Syme... Um, continues to just push away at the front. And then the women's, Jenny Shin out there at eight under. Two back is Rachel Lee. Jaya Shin at five under. And then Sarah Hammett and Steph Kiriakou at four under. Some have started, some haven't. Some are on the lake, some are on the Australian. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, thanks to Larry Canning for that one. Lifetime deals. So you've got a lifetime deal to hand to one player at your club. Couple of quick texts before we go to the break, Matt. For the Roosters, I would like to sign Joey Marno to a lifetime deal. That's from Stretch from Forries, and a couple of other Roosters supporters have said exactly the same thing. Matty, lifetime player Cam Murray. If his body can hold up, he'll play for another ten plus years. He'll never change to another club. The only way he might change is to go to rugby. Bold statement. He'll be the greatest ever Souths player or top three when he's finished. That one from Nick on our text line. Well, without to try and get him away from rugby, Nick. That's why we're giving you a lifetime deal. (laughs) I'm giving it to you. The NRL's not. 21 minutes after the hour.